welcome to Accountability Talks with AGA. I'm your host, Paul Marshall. Today, we're learning all about the CGFM certification, AGA's own certification. I'm a proud CGFM, and hopefully some of you are as well. For those of you who are not, this is your chance to learn how to get one. So today we have Katya, Kim, Laura, and Crystal all on the podcast to uh, help us out. Without further ado, let's get it going. Hello and welcome to the podcast. All right, so today we are going to talk about the CGFM. So it's a certification I proudly have, and I know a lot of you do too, but if you don't, today is the day to learn all about it. So why don't we start off? We had four wonderful guests from AGA, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves first. So why don't we start with Katya? Thank you, Paul. My name is Katya Silver, and I oversee the CGFM program. All right, and we have Kim. Yeah, hi. I work with Katya um, in the CGFM department. I do the day-to-day um, operations of our on-site and virtual training, and I also work with Katya with the marketing of the CGFM certification. All right, and Laura. Hi, my name is Laura Pickard, and I work with our CGFM candidates as they're going through the process of obtaining the certification. So I help keep them motivated and on track and answer any questions that they have along the way. Great. And then we have Crystal. Hi, everyone. My name is Crystal Robinson, and I help to ensure CGFMs maintain their certification. All right. Well, this is definitely an informational uh, podcast, and we have a lot of folks on the line here, so we'll kind of let everybody lead a response. But, you know, after that person responds, feel free to jump in there and throw your opinions. But um, why don't we just start off high level? Um, I think Katya would be the great one to start just to give us an overview about the certification. What is CGFM and, you know, who who should want, you know, who wants this certification? Who should earn the CGFM? Sure. So uh, let's start with the basics. CGFM stands for Certified Government Financial Manager, and it is a professional certification awarded by AGA. What makes the CGFM unique is that it is 100% focused on government financial management. But at the same time, it covers a wide range of financial management topics. Uh, That includes accounting, auditing financial reporting, internal controls, budgeting, just to name a few. And, of course, it covers all three levels of government, federal, state, and local. So it's the combination of focus on government and broad coverage is what makes this designation attractive to a lot of different individuals working in the field. Um, You asked me about who earns it. Well, we have a, a wide variety of candidates who are interested in CGFM. Um, It certainly includes individuals working in accounting and auditing, but not just those roles. Um, We have candidates that perform financial analysis, design financial systems, um, manage government grants, or teach government financial management courses in college. So, um, and and we see a lot of different age groups and a variety of employers, Um, of course, federal, state, and local entities but also private sector companies working for or with government, as well as non-for-profit organizations or academia. 
So CGFM is really valuable to all these different groups and whether you are already in the field or looking to enter the field, this is the designation to pursue. Absolutely. I totally agree. And I just throw my two cents in here. So these are all my opinions, but, uh, so, I mean, I sort of think of it as the government CPA because I took that CPA exam, all four tests. There was only one question about government accounting. That was it. So if you took that, you know, not good enough. You need that CGFM. That's all government accounting. So absolutely. It's a really good certification. So let's keep going here. Um, so I think Kim wants to talk about the benefits of the certification. Kim, please go ahead. Absolutely. You know, when I'm when I do exhibitions and people come up to me in the booth and they say, you know, why there's other certifications or I've got family commitments or a, 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 an incredible work schedule. I don't have time. Why should I become a CFM? The number one reason is it increases your knowledge of you will learn everything you didn't learn in college because you weren't taught it. Most people, at least. Um, if you're in the federal level, you'll learn about state and local. If you're local, you'll learn about state and federal. You'll see how the money trickles down, how it's reported back up. And having that additional knowledge will increase your confidence. And by having increased confidence, it will allow you to pursue uh, different, uh, different job uh, descriptions and take some leadership roles. It might even make you uh, want to raise your hand in a meeting and give your opinion. I know a lot of times people think, well, I don't know as much as the next person um, in this meeting. But by being a CGFM, you will not only have um, the federal, state, and local, but you'll have accounting and auditing, internal controls, budgeting, performance measurement. Um, you'll have a, a, this, this whole spectrum of topics right in your head, right at the tip of your tongue, ready to talk about in meetings. Um, and offer new and exciting ideas based on that knowledge that you have. Um, it also distinguishes you from your peers uh, when it's time for promotions, uh, when you're when you're being asked to be speakers at various events. Um, having CGFM next to your name says something. It says a lot about you before you even opens your mouth, before anybody knows anything about you, that you had a dedication and a commitment to uh, to your profession and to personal and professional growth. And I think one of the most attractive things about CGFM, if those aren't enough, is that it allows you to expand your career options. So if you're at the federal level, you can take CGFM to another federal agency or consulting firm, or you can go to a state agency or a local school district, uh, the city council kind of thing. And so you're not stuck in one area, you're not siloed, here's what I'm going to do the rest of my life. Um, maybe right now you're very happy and you, you don't want to do anything different than you're doing right now, but maybe in 10, 20 years you might want to move south, let's say, and, and there's not a federal agency around you if that's where you're working now. Maybe you just want to work for the, for the town or something. So, you know, you CGFM, if you're happy right now, it distinguishes you. It gives you that burst of confidence. But by having it, it allows you to open a lot of doors for yourself because you might not know what you're going to do in the future. And I would say the last, last thing is you, you want to always be striving to be better. And CGFM, by going through this program, allows you to actually measure the information that you have gained, this knowledge base that you've gained, and allows you to measure how you apply it. And uh, we all need that, really, in our lives, just that 
that little extra something to, to keep us going. Agree. Totally agree with you on that. Um, and I was just going to chime in too. Uh, I definitely have seen on job applications, CGFM preferred. I've seen on contracts for folks that are contractors, you know, they want, they want people with certification CGFM. So absolutely definitely differentiates yourself in your career. So, um, so good. So let's go on here. I want to talk about a little bit. So I want to take the test, you know, what are the requirements I'm going to need to be able to earn the CGFM, um, you know, and maintain the CGFM. Maybe uh, let's go to Laura with that one. Definitely. Thank you. There are four basic requirements to earn the certification. The first one is reading and agreeing to AGA's Code of Ethics, which can be found on our website. You read that, and then um, there is a place in the application that you agree to abide by the Code of Ethics. You must have, for the education requirement, a bachelor's degree in any subject um, from an accredited U.S. college or university. It doesn't have to be in accounting, and there's no specific numbers of number of credit hours you need to have in finance or anything like that. For the experience, you need to have at least two years of professional-level education in government financial management. However, that's not due up front when you apply. So if you are just got a job in government and you want to apply for the CGFM to help you advance, you can absolutely get started, take the exams while you're working on that experience. So that is not an issue there. Um, and then the examinations. You do have to pass three comprehensive exams. And the three exams are governmental environment, that's exam one. Exam two is governmental accounting, financial reporting, and budgeting. And exam three is governmental financial management and control. And you can find the step-by-step -step process on our website as well, including the link to the online application. Um, we are very available if you have any questions throughout the process. You can email. Um, I would be the main contact person, as I said earlier, um, when we were introducing ourselves. But we are very available if you have any questions logistically or if you just want to get some advice or tips or motivation along the way. So a follow-up on that. So you said we need two years of experience, but you can still take the exam before. So you just can't use the certification until you have the, the job experience on top of that? Or how does that work? Exactly. Yep. You can go ahead and submit um, your application and enroll in your eligibility period to take the exams. You can take all three exams. And then once you have that two years of work experience, then you can submit that requirement and then you officially earn the designation. So until you officially get your award letter, you can't use the designation, but you can certainly get well on your way while you're working on that two years of experience. Okay. I'm going to ask another question. I'm going to make, make this hard for you guys. Sorry, but I was just curious. And if you don't know the answer, that's okay. Just throw something out there. But I was looking at the ed education in the background. Is there like a trend on what, you know, people's backgrounds that are CGFMs? Are they more accounting people, audit people, you know, different backgrounds? Is there any statistics on that? Um, you know, that's an interesting question, Paul. Um, and Laura mentioned that the, the bachelor's degree that we require can be in any discipline. And the requirement used to be um, 
a bachelor's degree and 24 credit hours in financial management topics. Uh, but actually, a couple of years ago, the Professional Certification Board uh, voted to uh, to change that requirement and no longer have that 24 credit hours because what we're seeing is um, we have individuals coming to the table with all different backgrounds. And we have individuals that certainly have accounting degrees and uh, probably a, a big percentage of our candidates do. However, um, the government financial management is such a broad field that you can come to the table with, uh, with various backgrounds, various degrees. So um, while we still see a lot of business degrees, accounting degrees, uh, we certainly see a, a variety of, of backgrounds among our candidates, and we don't require a specific uh, area of study. That's good. Yeah, no, I I was not an accounting major. I was like I was like poli sci basically, but you know, I got my CGFM. I I, I got some other certifications, and you know, I, it's a good that it's open like that. It makes it because people in the government don't necessarily always go into accounting as a profession. So, but no, that's great. So. Um, okay, so now we kind of know what we got to do in order to qualify for the certification. Now, can we talk a little bit more about the examinations? Maybe, um, you know, what's the best way to prepare for an exam? How about Katya? What do you think? Absolutely. Uh, this, of course, is a very important step in the preparation, in the certification process, is the preparation for the exam. Uh, so as Laura mentioned, there are three CGFM examinations. And uh, my number one advice to candidates is to start with the CGFM exam content outline that we have on our website. And what it is is basically a list of a detailed list of topics uh, that are covered by each exam. And uh, it has a percentage of each of the main content area on the exam. Um, it's really a core document. It's used as a basis for the examination and really should be the focal point of the candidate preparation. Uh, once the candidates have reviewed the content outline, then they can determine the best way to prepare. Um, and there is no one size fits all. Different candidates may have different learning styles, uh, timelines, budgets. So we offer different options. First of all, there are courses. There are three CGFM courses, each of them corresponding to each of the exams. And those can be taken online or in person. We have uh, live virtual courses that take place at scheduled dates and times, and we have self-paced online courses where individuals listen to the recordings that have been created by our instructors. As an alternative to courses, uh, those looking for self-study from a textbook can purchase either a hard copy or an online version of the CGFM study guide, and we have three of those as well. Um, we have another preparation tool, and that's online practice exams. It's uh, really a supplemental tool uh, where candidates can add to their preparation efforts and practice with either a small number of questions at a time or test by content areas and see their progress. Uh, so there's, this is a lot of information, and uh, we have all these different options listed on our website, on the CGFM section, uh, on the preparing for exams page. Uh, there's also reference materials, and as Laura mentioned, there's candidate tips there. So if you are a candidate, if you're looking to prepare for the exams, I would definitely encourage you to take a look at this information on our website. There's a lot of details there, and then let us know if you have any questions. 
Yeah, and Kutch, I would say uh, it's definitely a true statement that you guys keep that exam up to date. You know, you update it every couple years or so, right? Absolutely, yes. It's uh, it's very important to keep the content fresh and up to date. And uh, there are a lot of government regulations and changes that come out. So uh, we have a process to update uh, our exams based on regulation changes, as well as to look at the entire content outline every few years to make sure that the topics and areas covered by the exams are still reflecting the profession. All right. Well, just a couple more questions for you guys. Um, I think, uh, so again, so now we've taken the test. Hopefully we passed the test and we got our CGFM. So just as important, how do we keep this thing active? How do we maintain the CGFM? And I think Crystal wants to talk. We haven't talked to Crystal yet. Yes, I'm still here. <laughs> so um, as you mentioned, Paul, there are a couple of requirements to maintain the CGFM. The first being to um, continue to abide by AGA's code of ethics. And those code of ethics can be found on our website. I'm not sure if you're going to go over our website at the end of the podcast. So I guess we can save it for then. Um, but um, so the first is to abide by AGA's code of ethics. Um, the second um, requirement is to renew every year. Um, the renewal is due by March 31st each year. Um, around January, we send out um, um, invoices um, where you can re either renew online or you can mail in your renewal payment. Um, if you are an AGA member, um, there is a discounted rate for your renewal, um, which is $30. So the, if you're an AGA member, your CGFM renewal will be $30. Um, if you are not an AGA member, there's a non-member um, renewal fee of $65. So if you're an AGA member, you can take advantage of that discount. Um, the next requirement is to complete at least 80 hours of continuing professional education, or CPE, um, every two years in government financial management topics or related technical subjects. Um, and this is all within a two-year CPE cycle. Um, the next thing is to maintain your documentation for, from your CPEs that you've earned. Um, and if requested by AGA, you would have to provide detailed information on your hours that you completed. Um, we do have a CPE audit every year, and it's, um, we select it's totally random. Um, so if you're selected for the CPE audit, you will have to um, provide detailed information on your um, CPEs that are earned um, within your cycle. Um, so in, in addition to active status, we have inactive and retired status. And unfortunately, sometimes CGFMs can also be voided. Right. And, and so that wraps up the, re the requirements to maintain the CGFM. Very good. Yeah, and I'll just throw out there, I know AGA has all kinds of training where you can get that CPE, and another nice thing I've noticed you guys started doing the last couple of years is, you know, you can use that CPE for CPA or PMP certifications, so that makes it easy to maintain if you have a couple, you know, two or three certifications like some some folks. Um, all right, well, awesome. So just have well, kind of make a couple of final thoughts here. Um, I did want to see if there was anything else to add. I mean, let's talk. I, I would like to know about the website a little bit, but also any other takeaways. Maybe uh, Kim can chime in. 
Yeah, hi, uh, Paul. I, I want to say that what I want people who are listening to this podcast to take away is that you owe it to yourself to get CGSM. Um, if you take a plant and you have it in a pot, if you continue to leave it in that pot, you can feed it, you can water it, but it will never get bigger or more beautiful or have more blossoms than it does while it's contained in that one pot. But if you move that pot, if you transplant it and put it into a bigger pot, it will grow bigger and stronger and more beautiful. And that's what CGSM will do for you because you won't just be stuck with the knowledge that you've got in your head now. You'll expand your ideas and thoughts and experience. You know, um, you ask people, why do you climb Mount Everest? I mean, I would never want to do that, so that's pretty extreme. But we all need a Mount Everest in our life. We all need that goal, something that makes us better tomorrow than we are today. And CGFM does that for the people in the government financial management community. Um, Laura had mentioned that at any point you can contact us. She meant that. And... And I want to just underline that and say that's Katya, that's Crystal, that's Laura, and myself. If any time you're reading the website and it doesn't make sense to you, if you are studying for exams and you're, you're, you're losing motivation, if you take an exam and fail and you've lost motivation, and you just want somebody to listen or understand, I, I have to tell you that just me personally as a taxpayer, I selfishly sell CGFM because I want the best financial managers out there, and I believe CGFMs are. Uh, a little quick story. I know somebody that was about to, a uh, defense contractor who was about to be audited, and they saw CGFM next to that person's name, and they said, oh my goodness, these books better be good because CGFMs know their stuff. You want to be that person that people are saying, wow, when this person walks in the room, they're going to know their stuff. And um, so, but you know what? Don't take my word for it. Don't take Katya's, Laura's, or Crystal's word for it. Go to our website. Under the CGFM certification tab, there's a video. And there are federal, state, and local folks that are on all different levels in their careers, all different ages, all walks of life. And they'll tell you what CGFM has done for them. Watch that video. It's about three minutes, you know, just to go ahead and, and just uh, take three minutes of your life. Just listen to it and hear what they have to say. And then I hope the next step you'll have is to go to the CGFM process page, which will outline and overview everything Laura told you about. And I want you to continue to explore the preparation options page, which is what Katya talked about, and learn more about that. See what uh, preparation method would work for you. Review the exam content outline. There's, you might surprise yourself. You might look at that and say, you know, I know a lot of this stuff. But I think you'll also surprise yourself when you say, I don't know about this at all. And that is just this beautiful harmony of what you know and what you're about to learn. And when you pass those three exams, and I'll tell you right now, it's not easy, but nothing in your life worth having is easy. And when you have that certificate up on your wall and you're looking at it, you know that you earned that. It wasn't just handed to you. You know what it takes to be a CGFM, the knowledge you need, the experience you need to have. And that, again, increases your confidence and lets you go into your professional life, carrying yourself a little higher, a little stronger, a little prouder. And uh, I would love to see that for you. And I know my team would like to welcome you into the CGFM family. And uh, I hope that you've enjoyed what we've said today. 
but I hope this actually inspired you to get out there and at least, at least explore what CGSM might do for you. All right. Well, if that doesn't motivate you, then I don't know what's going to. So get out there, get your CGFM. <laughs> and uh, again, as a happy uh, certified CGFM, I wholeheartedly agree with everything said today. So, but so thanks again. Yeah, it was great having everybody on the call today or on the uh, podcast today and uh, appreciate it. We'll definitely put links to the website. And uh, as everybody said, any help or assistance you need, you know who to talk to. So Thanks again, everybody, for joining us today. That's our show. Thanks for joining us. Now go out there and get yourself a CGFM. You know where to go. AGACGFM.org. You'll find all the information about CGFM and, of course, our wonderful podcast. And, yeah, as we roll into the holidays here, hope to get one or two more out. Hope you guys will check those out. But until next time, this is Paul Marshall signing off for Accountability Talks with AGA.